between a rock and a hard place? Are you not sure if you're a sinner or a saint? Do you think you've lost your salvation? Let me take you to the New King James Version. In the book of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 12 through 14, and Jesus says, What do you think if a man has a hundred sheep and one of them goes astray? Does he not leave the ninety-nine and go to the mountains to seek the one that is strained? And if he should find it, assuredly, I say to you, he rejoices more over that sheep than over the 99 that did not go astray. Welcome to Save the Lost at All Costs. Hosted by Save the Lost at All Costs, Inc. Featuring your sister in Christ and humble servant of the Lord, Nina S. Griffin. S. Griffin, and we are on Save the Lost at All Costs. We're going to open up the phone lines right away. If you are local to join in on our discussion today, you can dial 702-650-5588. Again, loco, dial 702-650-5588. If you're calling outside the Las Vegas area, we do have a toll-free number for you. That number is 800-366-8883. Again, for anyone calling outside the Las Vegas area to join in on our discussion today, please dial 800-366-8883. We are being streamed live from KKVV's website, and that web address is www.kkvv.com. Hello and God bless. I just waved to you. We are also being streamed live from Save the Lost at All Costs' website, and our web address is www.savethelostlv.org. If you have missed any of our previous broadcasts, may I please suggest that you visit our website again www.savethelostlv.org look for our weekly archives of our radio ministry just click on to the tab and it will open up and you'll be able to see years of our previous broadcasts so select the date that you like to listen or the topics as the spirit leads you the gospel is always free on our watch we encourage you to look at the other resources that we have, hang out on the website, get blessed, and encourage others to hang out and listen with you. If you have a Apple device, we are also being archived for free on iTunes. If you have a cell phone number, and most of us do, I strongly encourage you to lock this number in. You can listen to KKVV anytime that you like. You can listen to Save the Lost at All Costs right now, and that would be KKVV 1060 AM and 100.1 FM. So let me give you the number. It only works in the United States. It's 605-313-0630. Again, 605-313-0630. So we're going to get into our topic today, and our topic is examine yourself. Again, our topic for today is examine yourself. So we have a Greek word. Uh, there was a season when I would give you a Greek word every week, and uh, we are going to uh, look at a Greek word today because it's going to help us with uh, what it is that we are going over today. So, the Greek word is dokimaso. Dokimaso. That's spelled D-O-K-I-M-A-Z-O. Again, D-O-K-I-M-A-Z-O. And it's Strong's 
from the Greek lexicon number 1381. Okay, from the Greek lexicon in Strong's, it's number 1381. And it is a verb. And it means to test, examine, prove, scrutinize to see whether a thing is genuine genuine or not, like metals could be uh, an example. And two, to recognize as genuine after examination to approve deem worthy. Okay, it appears 22 times in the New Testament. And we will be looking at it uh, in Galatians, and we will be looking at it in Second Corinthians. So, again, we're talking about examine yourself. So, let's get to the scripture. So, we are going to look at Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. I'm in the New King James Version. So, the Word of God says this. Examine yourself as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified? So that was the Apostle Paul talking to the church at Corinth. The Corinthians were called to examine and test themselves to see if they really were Christians. Just as we get physical checkups, Paul urges us to give ourselves spiritual checkups. We should look for a growing awareness of Christ's presence and power in our lives. Then when we know, excuse me, then we will know if we are true Christians or merely imposters. If we're not actively seeking to grow closer to God, we are drawing farther away from him. And that was what the commentary had on the scripture we just read in 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 5. So, there was some real problems with the um, people at the church of Corinth. Uh, Paul went over a lot of things with them. They were saying that they were followers, but there has to be a demonstration if you're following something. So it's not enough for us to say, you know, we're Christians or we're believers. Uh, there needs to be a demonstration of that. And the thing is, is that it's one thing to say it. It's another thing to have evidence of that. So if we say that we are believers or that we are Christians, then who are we following? We have to be following our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Uh, the Word of God has to be the standard. You know, it's the standard. Uh, if I could just be that blunt, it is the standard that, uh, we are going to be measured by and how we follow and agree and show up in the world. So Paul uh, had to address uh, the church of Corinth, especially about their sins, which included competitiveness, gluttony, sexual sins, pride, the lack of love, the lack of humility, and greed. It sounds all very relevant today. So the same thing that had to be addressed then is still being addressed now. It's a continuous thing. We have to examine ourselves. 
the thing is, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is our standard bearer. So we can look at our lives and see it's wonderful that we have a desire. It's wonderful that we're willing to make a public confession of faith. Some of us even go and get baptized. But there has to be evidence. It's not enough that you say it. It's not enough that uh, you fellowship. It should show up. People shouldn't have to question whether uh, you're a follower. Because it will be obvious in how you live your life. And when I say follower, follower of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That you adhere to uh, the teachings of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And we have to... Uh, do things. We have to be hearers and doers of the word. You can't just be a hearer and not a doer. There's two things that you have to do. You have to hear the word of God and then you have to be intentional in what it instructs you to do. Uh, it's very important that we get that concept because your talk should match your walk and your walk is how you live. You know, most people will say I have a, a public self and I have a private self. Well, God is not a public or private God. He is the most high God of all creation, heaven and earth. There's none like him. So we want him to show up in our lives constantly with no deviation. So in order to be his child, then we have to make sure that this is what we're purposing to do in our lives, that we are pressing to the mark, that we are examining ourselves. Uh, when the Holy Spirit is residing in you, uh, you will feel conviction about things. You will say things, you will do things, and you will know instantaneously that that was something that you should not have done. That was something that you should not have said. And we have a great opportunity to get back in line and to get up and to uh, confess to the Holy Spirit that uh, we have uh, not been uh, as we should be. We did not say what we should have said. Get back in line, you know, and then we need to uh, seek forgiveness from the Holy Spirit uh, and make sure that uh, we are lining up. In addition to that, there's something that's called repentance. We need to repent. We need to turn from that thing that is taking us farther away from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, he died for us. He didn't die for angels. He died for us. Amen. So uh, we need to be mindful of that, that we have a great opportunity here and we need to examine ourselves. A lot of us, we talked about judging last week, uh, have the spirit of judging, have the spirit of correction. We can see errors in other people where we cannot see that in ourselves. Uh, I read a book once and I believe the title is somewhat that's uh, called Sandpaper People. And you say, well, what are sandpaper people? Those are the people that God uh, puts in our lives to address the rough edges in us so that once the season is over, we're smooth. You don't put a rough jewel inside a beautiful setting. You have to smooth the jewel out. Sometimes it has many cuts. That's called facets so that the light can reflect on it. The more facets, the more cuts, the more brilliant uh, the jewel will be, especially when we're talking about diamonds. However, 
there's a sanding because uh, when it's actually pulled out of the ground, uh, you know, a lot of diamonds are mined. In this particular case, I would be talking about a mined diamond. You you have to smooth it. <laughs> you know, you have to uh, prepare it to sit down in its setting or even if it's loose to be able to pick it up to examine it so that you can further decide uh, what you want to put it in. But there, there's a smoothing. So sandpaper is what it's used to smooth out rough edges. And everybody knows how sandpaper feels. Uh, it is uh, definitely going to uh, feel abrasive on your skin. So, you know, imagine when uh, we need spiritual sandpaper. So the spiritual sandpaper, if you will, are the people that we can see things in them that we really don't want to address in ourselves. So uh, don't be uh, so disappointed when someone comes into your realm. Uh, and uh, just know that uh, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ may have sent them. I didn't say he did. I said may. Let me qualify that to uh, address some issues in your life, kind of like a mirror, if you will. Uh, some of us, uh, we don't like to hang out in the mirror <laughs> because it will sometimes startle us to see our reflection and be like, wow, I, I, I haven't looked at myself in a long time. I, I didn't notice that, you know, I had changed so much. Well, the thing is, is that it's not the outward appearance that uh, we should be concerned with so much. It's the inward. It's that that uh, is residing in our heart. Because what is in our heart will come out of our mouths. So we need to make sure that we are getting our checkup. It is important. Uh, we check our cars. Uh, we make sure that we check our appliances. Uh, some people are familiar with something called a warranty. A warranty will... Uh, guarantee uh, something that will perform uh, over a certain period of time. They uh, also want to do spring cleaning, if you will, uh, preventive maintenance, put things on rotation to make sure that they're working optimally. Uh, we are very aware of these checks and balances, but a lot of times we're not spending the necessary time to check and balance ourselves and many of us for some reason um, are very comfortable living on streets that are called pain called hurt called disappointment called shame called judgment called guilt Uh, those are areas that we feel very comfortable because we spend a lot of time in it and if you spend a lot of time in those areas and on those particular type of streets, then your vocabulary will change. Your continence will change, which is your overall attitude, your persona, and you will become uh, dim. And we have a marvelous light in us. And we are to be the light of the world. We are... Uh, the peculiar people. We are of a royal priesthood. So we need to be mindful. And uh, it's like, you know, brushing your teeth. Uh, once, uh, I would say it's not really sufficient. Uh, twice would be better. After each meal would be 
optimum. So how often should we be examining ourselves? The topic we're talking about is examine yourself. And we have to make sure all that time we're putting into others' energy as to how we perceive them. What about your own energy? What about the portion that you have been allocated for that particular day? So, we must take a pause and think about this. You know, the seasons are intense. We must operate in the right season. Because our walk is a journey. And every day we'll be faced with different obstacles. But if we include self-examination, our spiritual checkup, periodically throughout our day, then we won't fall behind. And we will be present as we need to be when we are dealing with something instantaneously. We don't want to have a past perspective. We don't want to have too much of a futuristic perspective because then we've missed it when it's called present. See, we need to have our presence felt in the present. So let's continue and go to the next scriptures. We're going to look at Galatians chapter 6. Okay, and uh, to set this up, just to give you uh, the setting about Galatians, the most pressing controversy in the early church was the relationship of new believers, particularly the Gentiles, to the Jewish laws. This was especially a problem for the converts and for the young churches that Paul had founded on his first missionary journey. Paul wrote, To correct this problem, later at the council in Jerusalem, the conflict was officially resolved by the church leaders. So I just want to give you an overview about um, Galatians and what was going on at the time. So let's go to chapter 6. Again, we're talking about self-examination. So we are going to look at verses 3 and 4. Again, I'm in the New Testament. So I'm in Galatians chapter 6. And yes, I am in the New Testament. However, I'm in the New King James Version. So verses 3 and 4. And the Word of God says this. Verse 3. For if anyone thinks himself to be something... When he is nothing, he deceives himself. For, for let each one examine his own work, and then he will have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. And then verse 5, I like to add, for each one shall bear his own load. 
that's powerful right there. So let's look at our commentary and see what the Word of God is saying here that needs to be looked at a little bit more. So our commentary says this, No Christian should ever think that he or she is totally independent and doesn't need help from others. And no one should feel excused from the task of helping others. The body of Christ, the church, functions only when the members work together for the common good. Do you know someone who needs help? Is there a Christian brother or sister who needs correction or encouragement? Humbly and gently reach out to that person, offering to lift his or her load. When you do your very best, you feel good about the results. There is no need to compare yourself with others. People make comparisons for many reasons. Some point out others' flaws in order to feel better about themselves. Others simply want reassurance that they are doing well. When you are tempted to compare, look at Jesus Christ. His example will inspire you to do your very best, and His loving acceptance will comfort you when you fall short of your expectations. Hmm. That's beautiful. Yes, he is the best example that we can have about our task, our assignments. He understands that they're tremendous. But that's because he has great confidence in us. That we can do it. See, the victory or the battle has already been won. It belongs to our Almighty God. We are here to confirm what is already true. That victory is ours. I'm confident in that. Our salvation is secure, men and women of God. We should be very excited to help and to do what it is that we are called to do. See, God does not guide where he does not provide. We are equipped. We were made in his image. We didn't become alive until he breathed his breath into us and we became a living soul it's his breath that empowers us not our own we became a being based on his word and his intention it doesn't get better than that I'm excited about that very grateful too We're going to go back to Corinthians and we're going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and we're going to go to verse 12.
and the Word of God says this. Verse 12. For we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. And then I want to go on to verse 13. We, however, will not boast beyond measure, but within the limits of the fear of God appointed us. A sphere which especially includes you. Wow. And let's keep going. Verse 14. For we are not overextending ourselves as though our authority did not extend to you. But it was to you that we came with the gospel of Christ. 15. Not boasting of things beyond measure, that is, in other men's labors, but having hope that as your faith is increased, we shall be greatly enlarged by you in our sphere. 16. To preach the gospel in the regions beyond you and not to boast in another man's sphere of accomplishment. 17. But he who glories, let him glory in the Lord. 18. For not he who commends himself is approved, but whom the Lord commends. Wow. How powerful is that? And that was the Apostle Paul talking. So let's break that down a little bit more. We uh, started in 2 Corinthians and we're in chapter 10 and we looked at verses 12 through verse 18. So I want to share with you what the uh, commentary has. It says Paul criticized the false teachers who were trying to prove their goodness by comparing themselves with others rather than with God's standards. When we compare ourselves with others, we may feel proud because we think we're better. But when we measure ourselves against God's standards, it becomes obvious that we have no basis for pride. Don't worry about other people's accomplishments. Instead, ask yourself, how does my life measure up to what God wants? How does my life compare to that of Jesus Christ? When... We do something well. We want to tell others and be recognized. But recognition is dangerous. It can lead to inflated pride. How much better is it to seek the praise of God rather than the praise of people? Then when we receive praise, we will be free to give God the credit. What should you change about the way you live in order to receive God's commendation? Wow, that is something to really think about. Again, we're talking about examine yourself. We, as brothers and sisters in Christ, are followers. And everything that we do, it is a form of worship. And who are we worshiping? We're worshiping God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who died for us. We are representing the kingdom of God. 
the eternal kingdom, the holy kingdom. And as uh, my pastor used to remind us, constantly, only what you do for Christ will last. So we have to be mindful in these accolades and recognition and honors that we are trying to amass and to receive. Again, the commentary cautioned about receiving this from people. I don't know everyone's true intention, but I know God's intention. I know that he's an intentional God and that he is righteousness personified. He is the epitome of righteousness. Truth. Grace. Mercy. Redemption. Revelation. Yes. Resurrection. Those eternal and divine things that have no beginning or end. Continuous. Wow. How blessed are we to be partakers in that. God's glory and honor and praise is what transforms us Daily. He speaks things into existence and he qualifies it. We're evidence of that. And he lets us know in his word what is pleasing to him. It's not a secret. He's the same God of yesterday, today, tomorrow, and forevermore. And one of the things that he delights in, in his children, is humility. You can't be humble if you're bragging about what you have. Or what you've done. That requires self-examination. Because it speaks a lot about to your motives. And when you want God's credit. And God's glory. And God's honor. Then you have. A real issue with pride. God has no pride. There's none like him. He can't even be compared. He is the creator of all 
living things. Heaven and earth. There's none like him. Not even close. Because there's none that's created him. He is the creator. And anything that's created is subject to his word. He doesn't submit to others. They submit to him. But he's in total agreement with his word. God is never against himself. If he said it, there's agreement and harmony. No chaos, no confusion, no battle. Clear. And foundational. It's like a fog may come over a mirror and it may distort your ability to see, but the mirror is still there. And the you will come into focus and that's where the examination takes place because the mirror is the standard as an example just given an example So it's going to reflect what's being presented. So God is quite aware of our heart condition and what motivates us. God knows the intention of every act and every thought that we have. But it's the desire because when you desire something you will manifest that desire. To action. But it begins in your heart. And it will become your thought. And then it will become your deed. So it's very important. Men and women of God. That we have a heart. And a passion for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Because we will want to be like him. We will seek him. And when we look at our Lord and Savior. 
Jesus Christ when he was ministering. He went to every town and talked to the people, listened to the people, and healed the people. He wasn't seeking accolades. He wasn't seeking to be put in the best house. He wasn't seeking to have the best meal. Because he was the bread of life. He was the tabernacle. He was there to serve. To help. To be a strong tower. To be a refuge. And he still is. To command the storms because he had authority. He's not arguing and debating with Satan and demons and their minions and evil spirits. He commands them by the authority that is given to him by his Father, our Father, who art in heaven. See, that's something to be able to command with authority. It's not debatable. It's not questionable. And we must have that same zeal and hunger and yearning to check ourselves. To be so mindful of our spiritual care. Because this body, it will die. We cannot take our possessions anywhere with us when we leave. This assignment. No plaques are coming with you. No degrees are coming with you. No trophies are coming with you. We must be careful what it is that we're pursuing. I remember King David saying that he pants after God like a deer. That's refreshing. There are a lot of things that can get us sideways. And it has a lot to do with how we have an expectation of people. And when they don't do what we want them to do or believe that they should do, 
when it comes to recognizing us, then we become crestfallen and disappointed. And that can lead to bitterness And constantly, your conversation is about what you didn't get and what someone didn't give to you. Did you ever think, could you ever be open to the point that you set your sights too low? It's important what God says about you. Because when it's all over said and done in this assignment, you will have to stand before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and you will have to give an account for what you did or what you didn't do. Please don't let a big chunk of your life be reflected in bitterness. See, I know for a fact because the word tells me his word tells me that we should work hard for the taskmaster that we care for or like and the one that treats us not so good. Because what we do, we do for Christ. He didn't make a difference. He died for everybody. Believers, unbelievers. Lukewarm Christians and faithful Christians. Gee, he's the savior to the whole world. And things hurt. And you will experience disappointment. You live long enough, you'll experience betrayal. And it will come from someone that you loved and cared about deeply. Maybe even a family member. Someone that was supposed to care for you. Look after you. And they didn't do it. But you are evidence of God's love for you. His unconditional love for you. You're here. In a season called now. So whatever the assignment was. Whatever they were trying to do. They could not do it. Because it was not God's will. For you not to be here. And you say well what do I do. With the pain. What do I do with the disappointment. What do I do with the scars. What do I do with the memories. Make it the greatest thing about you. Because it's your 
testimony. And you cannot have a testimony without a test. Part of that examination, that self-examination is to find gratitude. Paul, the Apostle Paul, instructs us to be thankful wherever we find ourselves. Because you know what? It could be worse. You're still here. You're still alive. And it's a great day. And it's a great time to be alive. Because someone can benefit from your testimony. You can raise the dead with it. In this spirit. You can bring them back to life. You could be like living water. You could be such a cooling drink to them. And their parchment. Of isolation. You could be a a double shot of hope. You can be the evidence of faith. You are the embodiment of received, answered, and manifested prayers. You are the evidence of that. In our self-examination, you have to go from victim to victor. You're victorious. And I'm not here to not understand and appreciate and empathize with your pain and your disappointment. But how long are you going to be in that season? How is that working out for you? It's not your time to leave. It's not your time to rest. There's work to do. You are light. And light needs to be shown. Think about kingdom currency. Kingdom currency has nothing to do with dollars. Your faith can be exhilarating and and help a person stand to their feet. Your hope can be contagious and encouraging for someone to go just a little bit further. Than they did yesterday. Your love. Oh your love. We know that love. Covers a multitude of sin. Love someone. Lift them up. Give them wings. So that they can love another. And love another and another. Everyone will leave. Every person has their appointed time. It's not a matter of if. It's just when. And you can't concern yourself with when. You're alive right now. And you can be transformative. You matter. You matter to me. 
You motivate me. You encourage me. Every listener, even those who dial real quick, I appreciate it. It's very comforting and amazing and breathtaking and astonishing all at the same time. That God gave me a vision about being on the radio. And that was 2005 and here we are today. Your dreams are not dead. They're alive in you. But our examination... is a self-reflection of our trust in God. He's not always going to give us what we ask for. But He will surely give us what we need. And don't you want what you need? Don't you want what's best for you? We don't always know that. But I know who does. Our Father in Heaven knows that. There's no doubt about that. And part of that self-examination has to be trust. That he's a just God. That he's a fair God. That he's a loving God. That he rebukes us. But it means to be corrected in love. Don't you want the Father to prepare you? For the place that you will ultimately live. And that's with him. Don't you want to be ready? We have a great opportunity now. Don't be afraid. To allow him to perfect that that's in you. Don't be afraid when things fall off. Don't be afraid to be a caterpillar that's entering into a cocoon that will be a butterfly. You always were supposed to be that. It's a process, men and women of God. Let's not be so overly confident because you don't know what's around the corner. God does. You don't know your next progressive sanctification. God does. But remain consecrated. Remain holy. Separate and apart. God will use you. And wants to use you. But we have to have the right spirit. 
And self-examination is a big part of that. Receive the unction of the Holy Spirit when you feel conviction. Thank God it's working and operating in you. That's important. Get in contact with that. Receive the discernment that's going forth. Don't fight it. Be in agreement with it. The battle is not in a flesh world. It's in a spiritual world. You got to be open to the fact that it's raging. And there was a war in heaven at one time. And a third of the angels fell to this earth for disobedience and rebellion. Don't think yourself highly. Think yourself as humble so you can be used effectively, precisely, with great results because then you give the credit to God and He is deserving. You can't breathe without Him. Nothing that you have is really yours because you didn't create the opportunity to be who you are. He did. Have the spirit of thanksgiving On your breath, in your heart, in your mind, instead of complaining. Complaining is a lot like Satan. He's an accuser. And he's an accuser of the brethren. He doesn't accuse those that he already has. He doesn't accuse unbelievers. He accuses the brethren. The brothers and sisters. Those who believe. Those who follow our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. That's who he's accuser of. So be very mindful of your complaining. Be grateful that God is doing a mighty work in you. Patience is what is produced out of adversity. And when you let patience work its perfect thing. Then you lack for nothing. There's no lack in the kingdom. None whatsoever. Self-examination is great. It's necessary. It keeps us humble. It keeps us in the right perspective. Thank God for the Holy Spirit and conviction. Because the Holy Spirit's job is to be a helper and a comforter. Receive it. Receive the help, the comfort, and the guidance. It's necessary. And it will lift you up and take you to places that you need to go. We must be persistent and stay on our journey and on our post. We love you. God bless you. And as we say here, save the lost at all costs. Thank you.
It is our humble prayer that the Most High God of all creation and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ continues to bless you and yours without cease for tuning in today and supporting this great move of God with your generous donations. Save the Lost at All Costs is a Holy Spirit filled, live called in weekly radio ministry that has been airing since 2005 and serving in the greater Las Vegas community. We can be heard every Sunday at 302 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Las Vegas's very own Christian Talk radio stations, 1060 a.m. and 100.1 FM. Also, you can listen to KKVV Christian Talk Radio anytime via your cell phone. Please dial 605-313-0630. Again, that number is 605-313-0630. That number only works in the United States. Also, we are audio and video streamed in real time during our live broadcast at www.kkvv.com and our website, www.savethelostlv.org. If you would like to re-listen to a previous broadcast at no charge, make an online secure donation, or learn more about our ministry, please visit our website at www.savethelostlv.org. If you prefer, you can mail in a donation. Address it to Save the Lost at All Cost, Inc., P.O. Box number 33. 5852 North Las Vegas 89033. Again, our P.O. Box number is 335852 North Las Vegas 89033. All donations made to Save the Lost at All Cost Inc. are 100% tax deductible. For more information, please feel free to call or text us at 702-219-6882. Again, 702-219-6882. We would like to thank you again. Remember to remain in Christ, stay prayed up, tune in, and don't forget to save the lost at all costs, no matter what.